0: This is the Lead Well Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast. We're talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host Missy Darden, and today we are joined by two special guests. The first is Carrie Gregory, who is on my team and leads the work around restaurant culture tools, which is focused on teamer mental health resources. And then we're also joined by Carrie Ingram. So I've got two Carries in the house. Um, Operator Carrie Ingram from Peace Haven FSR in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Carrie Ingram, how are you doing today? I'm thriving. <laughs> Having a great day, Missy. So happy to hear that. <laughs> um I'm going to pass it over to Carrie Gregory, who's going to be leading today's conversation. So, without further ado, I'll pass it over to you, Carrie.
2: Thank you, Missy. Carrie, so excited to talk to you. Thanks for being here uh, with us to talk about your team and mental health. I know this is a focus for you. It's something that we've talked about many times in my short tenure so far at Chick fil A. So, I'm just excited to dive in on the podcast and really just hear from you. Uh, but before we do that, I want you to take a couple minutes. Minutes and tell us your background and your Chick fil A story.
0: For sure. Thank you so much for having me today, Miss Carrie. It is quite literally my pleasure. It's an honor to be here to be able to share about this. I am very passionate about mental health and well being for sure. Um, so, my story at Chick fil A is a very naive 16 uh, year old girl just needed cash money for a car to get around town and uh, to have a little bit of a social life. So, Um, I was trying to discover who would hire a 16 year old I wanted to be in something fun like retail and fashion did not get a call back from a single retail store so I went to my local Chick-fil-a they always treated me so kindly Um, lots of friendly faces and put it in application I went in shorts and a t shirt I did not imagine that they would do an on the spot interview. So they on-the-spot interviewed me and hired me that day. I showed up for work at 7 a.m. the next morning, and uh, the rest is history. I just fell in love with the genuine hospitality. I fell in love with um, just the quality of the service and the autonomy that even I as a team member, just the autonomy that I was allowed to be able to serve guests um, in a really unique and special way. So,
2: Thanks for sharing. I love that you showed up in shorts and t-shirt. I mean, you're just like, hey, I am bringing my whole self to work here.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty bold move.
2: Bold is what we're about, right? So let's talk about mental health. Let's get back to our our topic here. And I really want to hear why it's important to you.
0: So I have personally struggled with anxiety. um, Even before I had children, but specifically after the birth of my second daughter, uh, my anxiety was amplified grossly. I had a lot of postpartum symptoms. and Ultimately, I was having catastrophic thoughts. I was just repeatedly thinking through really stark, unrealistic scenarios. And um, they were just really abnormal concerns and fears. I would be pa- borderline paralyzed and unable to make what would normally for me, I'm a very decisive person just by nature. And what would normally be super, even insignificant decisions would paralyze me. So Um, after about three months of that my husband and I decided that we would see what help medication could potentially be so I went to um, my doctor and we got some medication for me Um, that really changed the game Um, but truly what made the difference was an integrative approach so not only medication but I also um was able to incorporate breathing exercises, regular counseling, I had to incorporate physical activity and um what was probably equally helpful um to the medication was just boundaries. So the elimination of so many commitments and just really spreading myself too thin. Um but really that holistic integrative process I guess was was what helped me to recovery. So because all, all that long story because of my personal struggles I'm now really sensitive and more um, empathetic towards mental health or the lack thereof of those surrounding me. So it just it's brought an increased awareness for mental health and struggles. And I've it's allowed me to be super open and really transparent with my team, with my community, um, with my church. I'm just so open about my story. I think that it really helps break down barriers and some walls of um, maybe some unsaid shame. Or just some embarrassment around mental health or when we're struggling. So I think that if, you know, the leader of the organization is pretty open about how broken she is, I think that that really allows for, you know, a more welcoming environment to discuss mental health.
2: I think this really speaks to culture. I mean, that's really when you're talking about environment, you're talking about your team and just breaking down barriers and modeling this yourself. What does that look like as far as your culture goes, that the the culture that your team is building that you are really modeling? Tell us a little bit about that and how you continue to build it and how you sustain it over time.
0: Okay, great question. So my leaders and I have a, a variety of methods of care. It's really not one tactic is not going to work for the entire team because, you know, you have a I currently have about 140 employees. So 140 employees need to be loved and cared for 140 different ways. So um, it's more of a starburst approach. We empower our team to offer anonymous, very candid feedback um, and their own perspective. We hold stay interviews. We have a regular cadence of feedback meetings. We really try to ensure that their voice is heard a lot. So after accumulating all of that information, one of the biggest things that we heard was just, I just need a mental health day. I just need a break every now and then. We, we understand the pace of our business. Um, so in hearing that, I'd say one of the biggest moves towards a mentally healthy workplace for us was when I implemented a quote unquote sick day. So all staff get one sick day with no questions asked where they can call out with, without any penalties. So there's no consequence. Again, no questions asked. So they can use it for physical illness, for mental illness. They can use it for even if my child is sick and I can't put them in the daycare or preschool or what have you. So the mental health day was a a big theme that we heard. And just in general, a theme that we heard was that the world is becoming more stressful over time. And then all of our team members, they're just feeling the ramifications of that physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So since human beings are more stressed than ever, if I'm going to be a caring CEO that works with a brand that has the goal of being the world's most caring company, I just don't see how I could not possibly hear that theme and then not respond appropriately with something like the mental health day. So I'd say listening to... My team, giving giving my team a voice and then actually listening and applying tangible change where they could genuinely feel and see our care um, has been game changing for us.
2: I keep hearing you say we. So talk to me about the specific leaders that you have dedicated to this and what tools and processes. I know you've talked about this mental health day um, and that's one day a month. Is that correct? I want to make sure I yes, have that right. That's what I thought. Yep, it's, yep. it's one day a
0: month. We don't require any doctor's notes. School notes, anything at all. So you could care for maybe you live in a home where there, it's a multi generational home and your grandmother is ill and you need to stay at home to take care of her and you have to choose between losing your job, maybe it's the third strike for you, or caring for your grandmother. At least at our restaurant, you don't have to make that choice. Once a month, you get the freebie
2: and when you're talking about these days and who keeps up with this and who's really working with you to come up with these different tools and processes tell us about your leadership team tell us about the things that they come to the table with and things that you come to them with and just really how you guys um work together on just keeping this culture of care sustained
0: okay so i will say we don't have a dedicated um our approach is so holistic we don't have a mental health Shift leader per se. We we have a culture of and sensitivity towards mental health and well being. Um, in general, that that vision comes directly from me. Again, um, it really amplified when I went through my own personal journey. So I will say, and there's just been a number of scenarios where my leaders now know that I will go to extremes to ensure that they are cared for. So they now know that they have the freedom and flexibility and that they've been equipped with the resources um to go to the same extremes for the team members. It's not likely that I am going to get the text as the operator. I'm not going to get the text from the team member. My leaders are going to get the text from the team members um when they're in that really dark period or they may be questioning their value or um having those catastrophic thoughts or just even, you know, struggling with anxiety. Anxiety can be absolutely paralyzing. Um I will say we regularly, it's an, it's an old school reference, but we regularly use the quote unquote mood meter that Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A referenced it in their training like mm-hmm. 20 years ago. But we regularly lean on that and we have such a connection um, and just a culture of family and being there for each other that we're able to read the moods of our team. We ask, how are you? And then we ask, how are you really? We don't make empty observations um, and then lack follow through. So again, I've I've set the tone. My leaders have set the tone. The expectation is that you will not. If you if someone has to step away from a position because they're struggling with anxiety, if they are struggling with the feeling of crisis or maybe PTSD from a situation that they've dealt with in their past, um, no one is going to be frustrated and or Um, really anything other than we really celebrate those moments. If my leader takes someone aside and I say, why did you, you know, it was a $4,000 hour. Why did you take so-and-so aside? And they say, because he or she was struggling with anxiety. Um, She was breaking down and on the verge of tears. I, I am not going to chide them or penalize them in any way. I'm going to celebrate that care in that moment. So again, it comes from the top and it has to be integrated into every facet of every day and then celebrated when it's executed
2: to what you said earlier about, you know, noticing if someone's struggling, your leaders are the ones that are getting those texts. What do you really do for your leaders as far as I know you pour into them um, your own experiences, but is there any training that you encourage them to get or is there any resources that you encourage them to really look to to equip themselves better for conversations like that?
0: So, yes, it sounds very basic, but we start with just knowing the team. So we um use the it's all about me document by kayla smith um she's an operator in maryland and um she created a a document where it's super simple but it's just very systemized um where we just know about our team so all my leaders have access to that they can ask they can inquire it makes for fun you know fun for small talk um so we know the team and then I'll speak a little bit just about like our feedback and the process of building relationship and continuing to know the team. So we do have a regular cadence of feedback meetings. Our directors, our director of operations and our kitchen um, leadership consultant have regular meetings with the shift leaders. So they're equipping the shift leaders. The shift leaders are then equipping the team members and the advanced team members. I have one-on-one meetings monthly with the shift leaders, as well as my directors, my director of operations and leadership consultants. Um, And then as far as the resources that you asked about. So we honestly use the template from the studio. We use that a lot around the restaurant. Um, We have, you know, big whole flyers. We have discreet note cards around the restaurant. Um, They're a business card size. There's crisis lines. I partner with a local chaplain. Um, he was originally just a, a regular guest. And then we had, um, very unfortunately, we had a shooting at the high school right across the street from us, a frisbee throw away. Um, we had we had to shut down. But a lot of the team members that we had working here at the time that went to the high school when it was shut down, and um, a lot of the team members that we have hired from that high school locally, um, deal with PTSD from that scenario. It's been about 18 months and there is still you know if we're having a spirit night if the dining room feels very busy um, if they feel trapped they react in very um, specific self-protective ways. Um, So we have to be in tune to that. We really try hard to honor them in that. We try hard to not schedule them necessarily around our busier times so that We can allow for that sense of emotional um, and mental safety. We, so I partner with a chaplain. Um, I don't personally partner with the chaplains of America, but I know a lot of operators have had a ton of success there. We use the call map. So we lean on the call map a lot for, I mean, it's got a plethora of resources. There are options for immediate help. You can chat with an educated, with a trained professional. Um, there's options for my team uses calm a lot for insomnia I didn't realize that the 18 to 25 year old generation struggles a lot with insomnia Um, there's breathing exercises there's um, calming podcasts that you can listen to there's sounds of nature like it's a wealth of resources so um, and then we also did I cannot think of the name of it at this exact time but Terry is the one that um, uh, coordinated the suicide
2: training, suicide we prevention all, all, all training. All my leaders did
0: that. Yes, my suicide, yes. yeah, the suicide prevention training. Yes, we Works. all did that as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to um, mention too, the studio resources that you mentioned, the template for the wholehearted support resources. I'm so glad mm-hmm. that you um, find those useful, and the discrete note cards that you guys have those available for your team. Just. Available, ready to go. Those are some easy um that we've heard from the field and now you some easy activations that you could pull on, especially if you're just really just starting in this space of how to really put some resources out there for your team. You mentioned that
0: And Carrie. Yes. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I will say also that we strategically so something again, I mentioned the Starburst approach. So something that we do, it's super I don't mean it in a cold way, but it's just we systematically schedule um, team member messaging to go out. We internally use a communication platform called Slack, and you can schedule uh, messages in advance. And we schedule out messages to the team about with mental health resources. So I never know when someone is going to be struggling necessarily, but even so, through Slack, they may be at home, not even at work necessarily, around the resources that we have here in the restaurant, but. We're scheduling those out two, three months in advance. So it might be the 10th of the month. It might be the 15th of the month. But it's literally just a picture of the business card that you can download from the studio. Um, It's just a subtle reminder, one, that we care. And two, I think it really lets our leaders feel equipped. My leaders feel safe because we have a plan in place proactively in the event that someone needs care.
2: Thanks for sharing that. Uh, you mentioned environment, an environment of safety, especially with that unfortunate shooting that happened across the street from you guys. So terrible. And I know we've been seeing that a lot lately um, in our communities and you really mentioning your team members struggling with that and how you're really attuned to that. It sounds like in the everyday life of the restaurant, your leaders are really attuned to that. And it sounds like you guys are really in tune to just building this safe environment. So, talking about advice, you've been giving a lot of great points and making a lot of great points talking about your leaders. What would you say to operators who are a little intimidated potentially to get involved in this space or to uh, really get started with offering support to their team members? What kind of advice would you give them? Where would you start? And I'd love, I love your example of how, you know, this really started rolling for me after my own experience what would you say to an operator that maybe hasn't had an experience like that? Where, where should they get started? How should they start off?
0: Honestly, just be observant. They, if, if you are watching the news at all, on social media at all, if you really just sit in your dining room for any 30-minute span of time, if you are engaged in any way and know your team members' lives outside of the doors of the Chick-fil-A you will be aware that mental health issues are on the rise. So as our team members are inundated with information and comparison and the highlight reels of other people's lives, it's unnatural. And they don't have proper coping mechanisms to process or filter those. I don't believe that it's God's design. And so we physically cannot process all of the momentary decisions that are coming at us. So I think that, As operators, we have to be. We are in business with Chick Fil A, who's attempting to be the world's most caring company. Um, And so, I think that if we are in alignment with that, it starts with being observant, being engaged. I think that it's best to prepare yourself and your team with resources that allow mental health um, just to be safely approached in conversation so again yes i do have a story regarding mental health where i do get to be vulnerable and transparent even if the operator if he she does not have their own story i guarantee they have a family member they may not be able to empathize but they can certainly sympathize and understand um I do. I strongly suggest that they survey the team. So whether it's the team member engagement survey or even if you just create the team member engagement survey, it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, although it is well worth it in my opinion. You could even create just your own Google survey. So I created a Google survey for our team just to ask sort of what help. I don't want to invest in help that maybe I think is helpful, but my team won't isn't willing to receive that. So. I asked, would you like in-person care, would you like an app, or would you like like a crisis hotline type information? So they definitely wanted the crisis hotline information. The majority of the team um, wanted that app. They wanted to be able to reach out to a trained professional discreetly, anonymously even, just to share thoughts with um, with the safety of the screen in between them and the other person, less of my team has been inclined towards the in person, but they do feel safe with the option I told you about the local um chaplain connection that we have so proactively, I think that you would be um naive and borderline ignorant if you don't have a place if you don't have a plan in place right now, which just how the world thinks the world is going so proactively having that plan in place. Um, And then I really do encourage you to think about the sick day. So from a, even from a retention play, if you're not the culture guy or girl, if you're not, if you still believe that culture is just fluff, then keeping people is a lot more profitable than hiring new people perpetually. So If you want to think about it as a retention play, our restaurant has top 10 retention in the chain right now. And I really firmly believe that that's because of a culture of care. And I believe that the the sick day, quote unquote, sick day being used for mental health, physical health, or the health of a loved one has been a game changer for us. You are not paying the person to be out of work. You're just not penalizing them for not showing up that specific day and again it's only once a month maybe you're once maybe you want to try once a quarter um but without observing engaging and then proactively crafting your own whatever your employer brand proposition whatever promises you are prepared to make to your team members whatever those are there has to be something in place right now mental health struggles are not going away
2: Mm mm-hmm Thanks for the nod to retention as well. That was going to be my last question was, how have you seen your retention of your team members change um, or evolve over time because of these measures? So just tell us a little bit about that. Is there anything specific that you want to mention about retention?
0: I think that I just, I would challenge operators. This is not necessarily specific to retention.
2: That's okay. We'll um, take whatever you have. going rogue on
0: you, Carrie. I'm going rogue. <laughs> but I would challenge any operator to work a position, one of your team member positions for more than one hour during peak period. And or drive through your drive through. Both of those are anxiety driving. We don't want to su- serve less guests every day. We want to serve more guests every day. So things are only getting more complicated, correct? Mm-hmm. We're adding more menu items. Technology is what it is. It is helpful. But I mean, you know, robots are... Decades away. I just think that, again, if you truly are a caring individual and engaged in your business, if you would take some time to attempt to be empathetic, I think that afterwards you would not, you you could not say no to employing some form of tactics for mental health.
2: Thank you so much, Carrie. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for all of your wisdom on this and your best practices. Thanks to you and your team for living out the mission of being the world's most caring company every day. And with that, I will pass it back over to Missy. Awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you both. Both of my Carrie's today. I appreciate y'all and um, Carrie uh, Gregory leading the conversation. If y'all have any questions for Carrie, or want to understand more about the resources that she's working on that are optional to operators and their team members. Search on at Chick fil A to find out more. Um, And thank you so much, Carrie Ingram, for joining us and for sharing all of your wisdom. I completely agree with Carrie Gregory on everything that you shared so thank you so much um and that will do it for today's episode if you're looking to find develop and launch top talent leadwell is a resource with articles videos podcasts and other chick-fil-a operator and third-party expert curated content if you have questions or want to hear of a specific topic on the podcast let us know at dot com. i'm missy darden and thank you for listening in to the leadwell podcast <laughs>
0: LeadWell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas and tools from franchised operators and third-party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses.